0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Roost Podcast. As always, I am Curtis Byers, here with my co-host Matthew Bartlett, the founder and managing editor of The Roost, your premier source for Rice Sports news and analysis. All right, well, we are here this week with a little, uh, just a little fun diversion for you. We are going to go back over the last uh, about 10 years or so of Rice Sports, uh, since that is roughly the range over which our collective expertise spans. Mine goes... Uh, Back a little bit farther than that in football, but we're going to try to stick to mostly what we know here. So we're going to we're going to go back over those years and and give you some of the top moments in Rice sports history over that time period.
1: Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to kind of walk through and debate. Last summer, we talked through the Mount Rushmore of Rice athletes, I guess, of of roughly about the same time, right? Last 10 ish years or Mm -hmm. so. And uh that was a really interesting exercise, and I think we we realized doing that that there was some like, "Oh, of course this is in the top." And then there were some that uh kind of you know caught us by surprise. And then of course, we had Taylor McCarg. I think he was he was on the on the four or five line, and then we had them on the podcast like the week or two later. so <laughs> that's fun uh, open invitation if we uh give your uh, team or or you a shout out on this episode, we'd love to have you on to debate whether or not you were ranked high enough. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we it's it's an open invitation, so so pop on in. Yeah, and I guess we probably uh, we'll we'll plug at the top. Please do uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. If you like the show, please reach out to Carter or myself. You can find us. It'll be links in the show notes on the website, Twitter, what have you. We we'd love to hear uh, what you think. Leave a, a comment or a question in the review, of course. And I think it would. Because we're kind of truncating this list in the last 10-ish years or so, I think we can open with the probably, I don't, the uh, unargu- inarguable, inarguable, unarguable, this is a Rice show, I should have my words together. <laughs> the uh, The clear-cut, uh, probably top moment in Rice Athletics history, and that has to be the, the 2003 College World Series Baseball National Championship.
0: Yeah, yeah, we are uh, obviously moving a little beyond our uh self-assigned time period here, but uh if if you're doing a list of all-time moments and you know, we're not too we're not too far outside the t- kind of have to include the school's uh, I believe only team NCAA national championship in any sport um and in what was for a very long time the the most prominent sport in Rice athletics. So, yeah, that one uh that one gets a mention regardless.
1: And and they have and and maybe this is I don't think they really do this in the majors really because maybe they're too cool for it but the college world series dog pile at the end when you win it that's something that's very it's very college world series it has the moment that you put on the the papers and right. you take the pictures you know when you when you win other these conference championships and other things we got to like there was lots of celebrating but I don't remember any other like photographed dog piles that were presented to national audience yeah, no, no, I think that, uh, so that's about it. <laughs> Shout out to that 2003 team. I, I thought it was really fun last year in our, our COVID lockdown when Rice did the the replay of a lot of those old classic games. I guess old is relative, right? But some of the uh, previous games, they stretched back a while, starting with the 2003 title and, and live tweeting that and going along with that. That was a, a really fun that was probably, honestly, one of the first times I sat down and watched the entire game. So don't hold me- that against me. But <laughs> it-, it was a good re-indoctrination into the Rice experience. Yeah, no,
0: that, that was a, a cool, you know, especially now we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of this title. So we will get more more tributes in the future. As far as the rest of this list, do you want to take this in like uh, I don't know, chronological order, maybe?
1: Should we start with start with chronological and then kind of piece through which ones were the most meaningful? I
0: don't yeah, know. yeah, I feel like it's good to get the maybe maybe we discuss them all first and then kind of try to try to put a list together.
1: OK, so for going back 10 ish years from the rough list that I was able to jot down so far, I think the probably the beginning point of where we start ranking things and, and going through in, in big moments is that conference championship win over Marshall and football in 2013.
0: Yeah. Anytime you you land a conference championship in football, and that was Rice's first in uh, quite some time, I believe, since the uh, very awkwardly shared uh, 1994 Southwest Conference title, I think, uh, when Rice was one of like five schools that split the title, I think, because A&M was ineligible and Rice was like five and seven overall, but like four, three in conference, something like that. Five and seven is too many games for four. But yeah, anyway, conference title, won 10 games that year um getting uh the the deliciously satisfying win over Marshall at Rice Stadium uh yeah no that that was a big moment high on the list
1: and i think maybe there's the this significance of the event itself which was one but i feel like the the drama and tension and circumstances behind how that all happened probably played into why it's remembered so fondly because had rice just beaten marshall for the conference championship in alone that's that's something great and you know one of the, the clearly one of the top events that this program has seen in a long time but i feel like with the are they playing in west virginia are they playing in houston and and that drama leading up to it and like Marshall feeling scorn that tiebreaker rules made them fly all the way down here to the cold in Houston, which was <laughs> weird. Leaving West Virginia oh, warm a for Houston cold. Day. Yeah, I think just all of that with the, the the smack talk of you know we should they should be flying to us and then just really going out them and then, uh, punching them in the nose. That was fun. It's one of those. It's when you win that convincingly, you forget how cold it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it uh, and uh, it's quite the crowd in, in Rice Stadium, especially among the students on that.
1: Yeah. So that's a uh, that's a pretty good starting point. I think that we naturally dovetail in and we're we're not limiting this to football, but uh, that was just kind of a good place to jump off. But our next our next on our list that we have so far and please do we we might. It's very possible we forget something. So if you have uh, something that needs to get put onto the list. Uh, Please let us know. Uh, But for now, we're going to go straight into the uh, 2014 football season, and (laughs) we're going to go with the Hawaii Bowl win.
0: Yeah, just because what an absolute smackdown this was over um, over Fresno State, I believe. Uh,
1: And what was this now? 30 to Uh, 6, I think.
0: Yeah, that'll do it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. This game is on Christmas Eve, as I recall, um, and yeah, it was it was the middle stretch of a or the, the tail end of a very um, very very good stretch, the the best stretch of of Rice football. Yeah, I don't know, I don't have a lot to say about this one other than just uh, it was a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, and I believe that from stories I've been told that there was a delay in the flight back, and uh, as they sat in the airport, uh, t- as the time turned into Christmas and they were trying and waiting to get home, there was some ukulele playing. And singing from the team, which it's funny and it kind of just goes to show that this was probably prior to the past. uh, Another game that we'll get to this year was probably one of the last high points, uh, certainly uh, of when David Bailiff was the head coach at Rice. But uh, of a good run for, for the Owls football team that all of a sudden, you know, from that point on you know, they were I guess, what, six and five coming to that game this year. So that, that year in 2014. So it wasn't like they were, you know, 10 wins, world beaters again, but there were, I don't think there was any expectation that things were just going to halt. Uh, so <laughs> a further reminder that you have to enjoy the moments when they come because uh, you just never know in the sport.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, certainly did not anticipate the rapidity of the drop off after this, after, after that season, but, uh,
1: yeah no the
0: the times were good while they lasted
1: yeah and then we have a, a couple year break and we get to some non-football sports there's a, a couple moments scattered throughout here but skipping over to a couple i think we have we'll start with women's basketball and this was hard to boil down into a singular game but I, I guess you would call it the the conference championship win in 2019 that capped off a 20 or a 19 and 0 uh, run through conference USA undefeated regular season, clinching a spot in the NCAA tournament. Which, you know, frankly, they probably could have and should have upset Marquette in, in the first round. But we're, we'll call that that moment the, the 2019 women's basketball run where they literally like held everyone that's played against them to like sub 40 points. It was, it was incredible.
0: Yeah. Um, I, and this one's as much of an acknowledgement of, uh, like there's not, there's not a single game here. I think that, that you can pick out as like the one moment, but just an acknowledgement of really that whole run over the last three plus years of rice women's basketball. But, and, and we'll get to another specific moment in, in a little bit, but, uh, in that season in particular, to go un- undefeated in conference through the regular season and the tournament, and to make the NCAA tournament for the first time in uh, about 14, 15 years, that was just a really, really special run at a special team. that was.
1: Yeah, and I think back to, there was the, I guess it was that that season they opened up against Texas A&M and, and UCLA, and had a, had, both of those games had moments where they were close, I guess it was the... The 2019-2020 season, where they came within a point of upsetting A&M, that was at Tudor Fieldhouse, and of course that A&M team went on to be, I guess, what, a two seed in the NCAA tournament and yeah. ended up being pretty darn good. So yeah, I, I guess I'm thinking back to the the moment the the conference championship win over Middle Tennessee. That was, that was one of the, there's, there's the close games and the not close games. And that was close for a while, but that was one of the ones (laughs) you, it's, you're up by double digits into the fourth quarter and you can kind of, you can kind of breathe a sigh of relief and you don't have to be, you know, biting your nails as you get down to the, the end like they did last year. But yeah, that, that entire run, I, I don't think people really appreciate how hard it is to go undefeated in conference. When you play 19 games.
0: No, just an absolutely insane. And even like, you know, there are degrees to which I feel like even, you know, the team that followed that, that um, probably should have made the tournament again. uh, And maybe even this past year's team that, you know, came this close conference championship. And we're getting to now with our next moment, which we might as well just link together that this team that won in IT this year and just absolutely ran roughshod through a series of power conference teams. I kind of feel like both those teams were better than the
1: 2019 team
0: in, in a lot of ways. But the, just the, uh, that run of of and, you know, it's not like they hadn't been been good before that, but just that run in 2019 of, of kind of putting it all together and and having that incredible undefeated streak in conference play was just.
1: Yeah. And it's it's crazy because I think I think the 2020 team might have actually been the best team. And yeah, that, I think that was the team was. the only reason, not the only, but it's probably not a coincidence that Erica Agumake was hurt in the midst of that season. And they happened to lose those two games. The first tough one yeah. on the road against, a, I guess they weren't ranked, but, you know, 1A, 1B um, in Old Dominion on the road. And then I think they lost another tough one to Charlotte right after that. But those two, you know, if the bar is sixteen and zero, you're like, oh my goodness, they lost the game. But that's a crazy bar. So going fourteen and two, I believe they were that year, uh, with Erica, with Nancy, and I, Nicole DeMarco, who's a, a very good three point shooter, was the only real veteran they lost from the year before. And then they brought in, and we saw Lauren Schwartz this year, and and a couple other pieces. So that was a really good, really deep team. And of course, that was the team that had their postseason cut short by COVID. Which stinks, <laughs> yeah, so we we skipped ahead a a year or two, but we kind of lumped those two together. I think those are important moments. If we go back in the time machine, I guess we're gonna loop we lump twenty nineteen and twenty twenty one again together again, and we're gonna go with uh volleyball, and the the program is has taken off and, and done incredibly well over the last couple seasons, but this particular team, you can pencil down moments to a game, I guess actually kind of ironic that the tie-in there with uh, losing out on a postseason opportunity because of COVID because yeah, right, the ball team, that was uh, rough circumstances. Made, made, made it out, qualified for the NCAA tournament, and then did not get to participate, which is a real bummer. But the moment we want to talk about and, and kind of mention is in 2019, Rice upset number three Texas at Tudor Fieldhouse which was which was a huge moment and then they go play the Longhorns again in 2021 and this is in Austin and they beat them again
0: so upsetting top three Texas teams and there's just something very sweet about beating this in any place so it's it's very it's like it's not just upsetting some top five it's beating Texas very nice any back-to-back seasons and for the for people that might be confused by that so this is Volleyball is normally played in the fall. If you are not, you're with the NCAA <laughs> volleyball calendar, but obviously it was delayed last year. So the these are consecutive seasons of of consecutive academic years. Uh, but the 2019 season was played in the fall, as in after having they are consecutive seasons, despite the seeming two years. But yeah, to get those, like you said, volleyball has been on a major uptick recently, and they've had uh, the great accomplishment in you know to get that win in 2019 was kind of a an announcement to everybody around the sport Uh, and then you know it's one thing to get a win like that one year but then to back it up the next year uh, on the road even and like I love the escalation of it here that you go from number three Texas to number two Texas and you go from at Tudor Fieldhouse to in Austin to get those wins in consecutive is just like
1: Yeah, yeah and the the build here was kind of kind of wild because they started the season at home against Houston and then had a couple key players that were out because of contact tracing and things and just kind of trying to gel over the first couple weeks of this season. So uh, this team actually started the year one in three. They lost two games against SMU, which was, uh, you know, frankly not expected. And they lost to Houston, who also another one that was kind of a head scratcher at the time. And then they go off and, and run through conference play undefeated. And they're playing. They're doing the same thing that basketball was, where they're doing two, I guess, not games or matches, two matches in a, a weekend. And so they're playing back to back, and they're smoking everybody. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm have a, the box scores up in front of me three oh three oh three oh three oh three oh. Just UTSA got to and in, in North Texas, he's got him to a three two, but just ran rough shot through everybody, and then they got to Baylor. I guess that would have been the week before they played Texas, number six, Baylor, and they dropped that game. And that was at the point where I was kind of, you know, following along and watching and I'm like, I feel like they're, I feel like they can do this, but man, that one stung. And to have the second chance, if you will, to have another shot at a top 10 team and to do it on the road, that was fun. And it it felt like, and that's what made losing the postseason for this team so, so challenging is because. They beat number two Texas. Who in this country could they have not beat? Yeah, it just makes it all more.
0: Yeah, I it stinks. I don't have
1: a lot more to add than that. But we're talking about the good. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess if we skip forward, well, we've gone back to 2019 up to 2021. We're going back to 2020 here. And this is one when we were kind of talking through pre-show It'll be interesting to see how big this moment is once we kind of compare it and contrast and kind of look forward as the calendar progresses into the future. Uh, 2020 Rice football shuts out undefeated Marshall on the road. This was massive when it happens, when it happened, but comparing it to the list of what we look have already talked through of top five upsets, undefeated conference championships, it 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 more than belongs
0: yeah it's um it it just kind of depends on what you define as a top moment right like the others uh, like i think you have to give all the respect in the world to you know volleyball and women's basketball and these teams too that uh, and another one that we'll get to in a second um for being like ranked quality teams like among the top in the country in their sport and making their championship their championships and, and beating you know top 5 teams um and that is definitely it's a different sort of accomplishment than what we're looking at here with this one, which is for all that we're excited about this. Rice only got to play five football games last year and was two and three in those games. And so, you know, if you're comparing sort of relative team quality here in terms of, you know, how far up the mountaintop did they get? Then, you know, no question, the recognition goes to to volleyball, women's basketball. But like to get an upset up, I mean, what was the spread in this game again?
1: It was like more than 20 points, wasn't it? Something like that. I had just pulled up that the implied odds or the odds listed were were plus 1500, which puts Rice at, you know, roughly a five percent, six percent chance to win.
0: So, you know, you combine just the magnitude of the upset and Marshall being a ranked team and being undefeated. And, uh, you know, I do think there's an element of here that
1: minus 23. It's insane.
0: Uh, and and there's an element up here look like look it is football like it is the most popular collegiate sport it does kind of stand up and make people take notice that don't otherwise notice like this is definitely the one that got rice as a school and as an athletic department probably the most notice of any of these um despite it you know maybe not being achievement in the sport the biggest thing here but in terms of like a single moment that shocked people and made everyone take moment, take notice of rice. Like this is, this is right up there at the bay. It was just such an incredible, almost unbelievable thing to watch. And yet in some ways not unbelievable because in a lot of ways it was the defense doing what they've done a lot over the last two seasons, but just to put that performance on, on the road, you know, with the backup quarterback and the offense really not able to do a whole lot, um, and to, to shut out and just just mollywop
1: that Marshall team
0: was mollywop
1: that's a good yeah. vocab word
0: <laughs> there <laughs> you go and I think glad I got to work that one
1: yeah and I think what made this so so impactful was you mentioned the backup quarterback but this is this is not like the the odds markets in conference USA are are not the same uh, in the NFL when you we just if you ever are curious and the news breaks that some starting quarterback is not going to play in the week, whatever game you go watch the line and it moves three, four five points, depending on who it is and, and the quality of the team. This was not something that, you know, people and 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 onlookers were, were looking for, because prior to that game, that was the game, the UTEP week where we got to the stadium and the game got canceled. On game day, but but prior to that, Mike Collins had had played and started and played the entire North Texas game. Austin Trammell was healthy, and there there had been no no real mention prior to that game, other from I guess reporting that I put out. I think I put that out the morning of the game or the evening before. But there was there was no warning that Rice was going to be without. Their starting quarterback or or their top wide receiver, and to to do what they did, had they had a completely healthy team, and throwing Brad Rosner too and Juma who missed that game, throwing mm-hmm. all of their healthy pieces would have been incredible. But but to do it how they did it with five interceptions and a pick six, it was it was an emphatic what you hope would be program building. Victory, And I think that's what makes this most interesting, because if the football team goes out this next season and they take a step back and they don't build off this win, then it becomes a, a big win. But it's kind of a, a novelty it, 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 right. that, maybe that's not the right word, but it's like, man, that was a really cool moment. But we don't get to talk about it the same way that we talk about volleyball upsetting Texas twice, because not only did we see them upset Texas but we've seen them become that dominant force that we want rice athletics teams to be. That's right. kind of the question mark with this victory uh, and, and kind of it's, it's good and it kind of expects begs more.
0: Exactly. Um, this was, like I said, a, a really incredible moment, uh, really, really fun to watch. And, and I think you put it perfectly. Hopefully, hopefully like those volleyball wins, it becomes kind of a harbinger. We'll see. Uh, and, Finally, we move on to the most recent item on our list, uh, which is Rice Soccer uh, winning first winning the Conference USA tournament this year. And then uh, moving on to uh, the ending up in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament after a huge upset over West Virginia in the second.
1: Yeah. And I think this is. This goes back to so the upset over five seed West Virginia was huge. That was a, that was a massive win for this program. But we we saw them beat the Texas A and M earlier in the year, and and we knew that they were going to be pretty good and and be able to compete once they got there. And I, and I think for me, what's interesting is that you know it's not often that Rice is hiring away coaches from the SEC and from major Power Five programs, but when Rice went out and got Brian Lee a couple years ago, he was at LSU and, and made the jump to Rice to yeah. start building something. And so, yes. kind of the, 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 in football, that you go from Rice to, to LSU. And in many sports, that's just kind of the reality. We, we talked about conference affiliation on, on the show a couple weeks back. But, but to be able to go and, and get your guy, who's kind of been there and is established and to bring him in and have success that quickly, make it to the Swig 16. That's exciting.
0: Yeah, that's, um, I I think that's the big thing here is that this became such a validation of that, that Brian Lee made and the potential that he saw and that he's starting to build with the program. Um, You know, I am not, necessarily an expert in the overall landscape of women's college soccer soccer generally neither of the schools which i follow in collegiate sports has a men's soccer team <laughs> to the extent that i am informed on either of them men's women's soccer but um you know even in that landscape it's not as world shocking of a thing for an, a sitting sec head coach to choose to leave his job and come to a conference usa program um it, it's not like it would be in football or men's basketball or something like that but it's it's it was still a pretty big deal like I, I remember seeing the news and being like wait what he he, he wasn't an assistant coach he was their head coach we, we we just hired away LSU's head soccer coach is that what happened um and you know I read an interview with him recently talking about um the sort of reasons he had for taking the job and the potential he saw in the program um and you just love to see that come to something so quickly. Um so this was a really, really cool validate and, and again, you hope that this can be um and you know, this this is not like the the win over Marshall in the sense of sort of a singular moment in a kind of an otherwise dreary season. Like this is this team was legit. This was um it was an upset over West Virginia, but this was not some, you know, plucky upstart. This team was good on like a national level and it's great to see them arrive on the scene this season and kind of announced themselves to the you know without any commentary on what they were before but to have this and punctuate it with this performance in the tournament um i i love that it's a validation of what i'm sure a lot of people saw as a head-scratching move but but it just shows the potential and upside that this program
1: yeah i remember speaking with him uh, shortly after he was hired and then i, I sat down with him I guess everything is virtual right it was a virtual (laughs) sit down last year because that's that's what we did it was zoom but talking with him about his program and every coach has that you know that step-by-step plan of we're going to do this and this and this and this is going to create that and we're going to do that but but sitting down with him and watching him and listening to him walk me through okay we're going to these players we're going to do this we're going to accomplish this and and just seeing it all happen is like it doesn't Sports doesn't work like that all the time. Like Everyone everyone wants it to happen, but to actually get there uh, is another thing entirely. And just an aside, because I don't know if you're aware of this, but every time I see the the standings and notes from the men's Conference USA Soccer, I kind of chuckle because South Carolina and Kentucky are both part of the Conference USA Soccer uh, setup (laughs) world. Yeah, that's...
0: And the, it, I I love finding out those like weird, wonky conference affiliations in in, you know, in certain sports where where the things are a little uh different than they are. Like we, you, we don't realize that those conference affiliations are not necessarily in all sports. Like, I think like in Big Ten hockey, it's like, oh, no, it's just a subset of the schools. Like, like, I know there are some sports where it's like. You know, a, a school will be division three and everything else and division one and like hockey for Um, But it's weird to see those setups like that where they're like, wait, who's in this conference in what sport?
1: Yeah. And I, I get thrown off because in, in baseball, for example, just in Conference USA, North Texas and UTEP don't have baseball teams, so they have to balance out the standing somehow. So Middle Tennessee counts as a West division opponent for Rice and baseball, which is bizarre because they're East of everything. Well, not East of everything, but East of every other team in the West. So it's weird quirks. It is what it is, but that's a, that's a pretty good mix. And then I kind of, we kind of like kind of walk through the, the parts and pieces there, but you know, as a collective, maybe we can kind of terse this out of as far as things that were, if we wanted to, and if we wanted to encapsulate this past decade, of rice athletics into, you know, boil it down. Of, Here's the most important things that happen. These are them. And, you know, probably deservedly a shout out. And when she's done with her college career, I'm sure she'll be on this list a hundred times. Grace Forbes and what she's done in track and field. I feel like yeah. she's running 1 million miles an hour. That's probably a bit fast, but she could get there. <laughs> um, but it's kind of, wh- where do you kind of, put these pieces together and and is it too much recency bias to say that that the football win over over Marshall as far as a singular event in the past 10 years it would probably be that or one of the volleyball wins as the most impactful well I guess that it would be the Marshall win for the conference championship for football the Marshall win for uh, to knock off their undefeated season in 2020 or, or the volleyball wins is singular moments that made Rice fans go crazy. That those would probably be the, the ones that stand out the most, right? Yeah,
0: I think so. Um, And, and putting the, the 2020 Marshall win in, in there um, acknowledges, I think not only the, the central status that football has, which I, I acknowledge purely as a reality and not as a, value judgment one way or the other. It's just like ball is kind of what may take notice. But also the fact that like upsets are memorable, man. Like when they're on that scale, i uh, you know, you think back to like what what do fan bases, aside from the handful that are winning national championships and things, what do fan bases remember the most is is moments like that where you shock the Um and so, you know, we hope that it leads to something else. But even if it doesn't, that's always gonna be something that's you know, when you when you summon up memories of Rice sports and Rice football, you know, shutting out a ranked team on the road as a twenty three point underdog is is always going to be up.
1: Yeah, and I think the the only not maybe not counterpoint the only thing that stands out to me is kind of a something that that was different on the on the volleyball side is I think back to the twenty nineteen win when they upset Texas. The fact that that was at Tudor Fieldhouse and this was. <laughs> This was a pre covid Tudor field house, so the stands were packed, the gym was roaring mm-hmm. and when when the final ball hit the ground, the euphoria in that moment like the the Marshall win was awesome, but it was in West Virginia you know however many hundreds and hundreds of miles away the the fact that that win happened at home in front of your home crowd and it was kind of a now we can see that it was in the 2019 win was a a stepping stone of it was an arrival point. Like I think all of that together is like, yeah, we did it. It was cool, but it was here, and then we went out and did. The, like you can't see the future, but knowing that you you can do it again was just kind of cool. So I I I, I don't yeah. know. Th- those yeah. are probably two two probably up up at the top for me in the singular moments. And then as far as season long that. I I can't chunk the women's basketball run together, but I could cover Rice athletics for thirty years, and I I don't know if I will ever again see a four, three, four, five year window as dominant in their particular event as what that team did, and could yeah. should have could have done had they not lost opportunities because of COVID. Um.
0: And I think to just to just throw a couple others in here that aren't really singular moments, but just acknowledgements of stuff that's happened roughly close to the the time period that we're talking about here. Um, obviously, up until it ended the streak of, was it 21 or 22 straight conference championships in baseball, either regular season or tournament, um, is one of the most, I think, remarkable sport um, and certainly one of the most remarkable things in rice sports. Um and then, just on a personal level, um, this is really this is outside of our time period again. But I just want to throw a shout out to the whole the entire 2008 football season, um, in the way it just sort of came out of nowhere after like a two and ten season in in David Bayless' first year that they won ten games that year and were just still one of the absolute most fun college football teams I have ever watched. They just put up points on everybody, and it was so much. fun. Absolute blast to watch.
1: Yeah, that, and that was and the year Jared, Jared Dillard, Jared and Dillard and had James 20 Casey. touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's those are not that it's ever OK to lose because obviously you prefer your team wins. But if your team is going to lose, you want it to be that 2018 where it's just a bonkers yeah, a game fun. like those games were. And I, I had I've gone back and watched several of them, just the back and forth of so many of those and just the, the points and touchdowns being scored Uh the, the, the Bayou Bucket when they had it over that year, I think they dropped like 50, 60 points. It was just it was insane. Higher season from
0: the moment. Like I remember. So I was that was my senior year of high school and I was uh, I was pretty certain I was going to rice. I had not yet. Finished applying. I would I would apply early to end up going obviously, but at that point I was I was pretty set. Um, and I remember watching the game on TV because watching the first game of the season on TV against SMU because it was like a Friday night the first weekend, uh, so it was like on ESPN. Um, and they just absolutely blasted SMU. I think the game was like fifty six to. And I saw my sister in the stands on TV, even though she didn't a whole lot of Rice football games while she was a student. She was at that one. Um, and then like between that one in the Bayou Bucket and, uh, and my parents were there for the, the parents weekend game against North Texas. And this was just like absolute uh, And they won that game 77 to 20. Um, they absolutely blasted. So Tulane played both Alabama. That was like the first year Alabama was really good under Nick Saban. Tulane played Alabama that year and just absolutely mucked things up. Um, I think the final score was 20 to six or something like that. And one of Alabama's touchdowns was on a Javier Arena's punt return um but then Rice played them obviously in conference play cuz that was um, <laughs> historical rivals and such in the conference with the Portland American Athletic Conference um but Rice played them later in the season in to, at Tulane and won 42 to 17 so uh,
1: yeah Rice still undefeated against Alabama
0: yep yep
1: but and yeah and that was the year that was the year that depending on what version of events are told and who you ask that was the year Notre Dame dodged rice in uh, rice went to the Texas bowl in that 2008 season and Notre Dame did not want to go and ended up. I think they played in the Hawaii bowl that year, but you talk about big moments, man, that would have been not that being Western Michigan is not fun, but beating Notre Dame in a bowl that, yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been nice.
0: Yeah. That SMU game was 56 to 27. That's pretty good. uh, Like other games, like, Memphis win forty-two to thirty-five, uh, forty-five to forty over Southern Miss, forty-nine to forty-four over UTEP, thirty-eight thirty-one over Army, fifty-six to forty-two in the Bayou Bucket. Like just so many like absolute gangbusters games. Um,
1: yeah. I I'd, I'd be pro Rice scoring fifty points in any game this year. Just putting that, yeah, let's do it, man. Speaking that now in May, and and and
0: don't you know you know Mike Bloomgren? Don't say that your offense isn't built to go that fast. We I I saw I have seen you direct an offense that scored sixty plus points in a game because it was against (laughs) against Rice Rice. in your last season at Stanford. (laughs) So, Coach, don't tell me that you can't do that on your (laughs) offense because seen it happen.
1: (laughs) Oh man, there you go. I like that. Uh, That's funny, but yeah, it's 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 cool. Kind of walking through this and realizing that you know it's it's been a it's been a wild ride for Rice Owls fans, vary from sport to sport, from year to year, and I think maybe it's. It Maybe it's a recency bias, but to some degree, it's kind of encouraging that a lot of the moments that we've talked about from like the past ten years or so that really have stuck out as as big, and and we talked about program changing potential, those kind of big wins and big moments have been in the last three or four years.
0: It's a, uh, you know, it's frustrating to see, you know, baseball be where it is from the heights that it has reached and. Football is not where we want to be at the moment, but um, I think to focus on those things, which are certainly, you can say in a lot of ways, those are the sports a lot of people know Rice most for, football being football and baseball, you know, kind of being unique to Rice in that sense. Um, all it takes is for you to take, like, one step back. You don't even have to, like, really explore a nook and cranny. It just takes one step of perspective back to look at this athletic department and the accomplishment the teams have had over the last like, two seasons and see what a healthy place that a lot of, it's 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 really good to to you know actually look at this list we have and see how many
1: yeah and we probably missed some so go ahead and 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 send them in and and chat at us and tell us what we forgot and we we apologize in advance for what we did forget i'm sure there was something and also i i just a uh, an open dec- declaration announcement to the Rice athletics, uh, I guess, uh, programs. If you would like to win lots of big games and make this list even harder for us to go through, that's okay. Yeah, we <laughs> I'm are totally weird. thrilled that we have <laughs> these to talk about. But we would love to have a. Maybe we're going to have to start doing, you know, an annual breakdown show I, of of the big moments. We'll see. Just just keep winning, and and we'll we'll go from there.
0: You know, if it gets there, I will be a okay with
1: it. We get time.
0: <laughs> uh, well, all right. We uh, I think our. Aim for this episode was to try to hit about 30 minutes. I said I would believe it when I saw it. And we're at uh, 45, as I say this. So, you know, all things Oops. considered, that is a uh, that's that's pretty solid for us. We, uh, we kept things nice and tight here. But uh, <laughs> with that in mind, uh, we will go ahead and and wrap this up before we decide that some other topic is uh, thanks for sticking with us here. Uh, let us know, you know, on Twitter and wherever w- the the stuff that we we missed. We're, we're, we're glad to chat about that. Um, But uh, thanks for sticking with us. And Rice, fight. This show was edited and produced by Carter Spires. It features music from Joseph McDade.